On today's show, I sat down with a good friend of mine, the social entrepreneur, as he likes to call himself, and he goes by the name of Kevin. Kevin is an individual I met three to four years ago, and to say the least, we've been cool ever since. The man is not afraid to voice his opinions. Someone who's not afraid to hold his tongue. Someone who is always going to tell it like it is. And that's why I appreciate him so much for coming on to the show. Because we definitely had that um, back and forth, which was so much fun. And um, and not only that, I actually got the chance to see a different side of Kevin. Because, you know, apart from being a straight shooter that he is, he's very much of a softie. Which is something not a lot of us will know, especially if you know him. But... Uh, He's, he's a caregiving individual, and I, I'm actually honored to call him a friend. And um, I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode, basically. So uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I uh, hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. That's what's up. Welcome back, guys. You <laughs> 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 got Kevin in the building. Yo, what's up, guys? Um... Yeah, I'm actually excited to be here. Yeah. Been wanting to be here. No, you've been stolen. Yeah, also. Mm. Um, but I'm finally here. And hopefully it's not going to be the last time. No, nah, definitely won't, man. I'm the one that actually reached out to you initially. So, uh, <laughs> no, for real. Uh, no, cool. But other than that, how you been, man? Nah, been okay. Yeah. Yourself? Chilling, man. I'm trying to build this podcast, you know. The usual, the usual. Oh, we need more of this. So, no. not sure why you're taking your time also. Like, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, we're definitely gonna, we're doing something. This is just the beginning for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. I know with a little more effort and support, love, which I'm already getting, uh, so it's only a matter of time. It's not a little love. I've seen the responses, I've seen the, mm, yeah. and it's quite positive. It's quite huge, yeah. huge support. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait. I I told I told everybody. Or at least I told myself. By the end of the year, I want ten thousand subscribers to the channel. To though. the channel itself, the YouTube yeah. channel itself. And I'm like, I don't think it's far fetched, to be honest. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. I just need that love. I just need that support, bro. You you just need to keep on pushing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there will be lows. There will be you know. I'm sure you had difficulty starting off no, at first, definitely. and. Um, you started, but mm-hmm. also does not mean that you won't get stuck somewhere. So, yeah, just keep on pushing constantly. Appreciate the word of advice or the words of wisdom. I wouldn't call, <laughs> Do call them. Wisdom comes with age. <laughs> so, hey man, we're fairly. Hey man, we got game to t- we got game to spread. Don't worry about. That. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, man, uh, Kevin, uh, I met you through a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. Since then, it's actually been like a, a roller coaster because uh, I've met you a couple of times. It's always been like an interesting interaction. Yeah. But for those that don't know and that want to know, mm-hmm. who is Kevin? Yeah. I feel like that's the most difficult question I know. one could ever answer. <laughs> um, Just keep it simple. Kevin is a social entrepreneur. Ooh. Yeah, basically. Social entrepreneur. You just come with that shit by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So you know, we all know what an entrepreneur is. Yep. Um, but then you have the social side of life. Mm-hmm. You know, the poverty, the economic lows. Um, so I've been involved in charity since childhood. 
and that's basically what I do for a living. Mm. You know, make sure that other people are fine. Make sure other people live an okay life. So yeah. you basically always been like a a caretaker, caregiver. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, you could call it that. Um, basically. No. Yeah, you could call it that. But like you know, I run an organization that just does charity work and um yeah the <laughs> idea is to take care of people yeah and and not not just take care of them because you don't want to give people the idea that they'll be given something for the rest of their lives but mm-hmm. also to teach them sustainability that's true yeah. a lot of people what's the what's the um what's the quote i can lead you to water but i can't force you to drink it yep teach a man out of fish or something and like that He'll have fish for the rest of his life. There we go. Yes, something like Ooh, that. Oh, I fucked up there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like on your on your Twitter bio, I don't know. Have you have you seen your Twitter bio? Like you mm. you're all over the place. Um, I saw you. Wait, were, what does it say? Okay, you're studying engineering, a poet, dancer, musician. It's a blogger, dude. You have so much going on. How do you actually keep? How do you keep a, a sharp mind? With all these things going around, mm, it's probably what keeps me sane. Being busy, because mm. um, like yeah, I go crazy when I'm not doing anything, yeah. or at least when I'm not being productive. Rather, yeah. Fair enough. So um, yeah, there's the academic side, the engineering. Yeah. It's a nightmare, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Why engineering? <laughs> Look, I ask I ask these questions because I don't know. I, I I've seen a lot of people that have not succeeded. Mm-hmm. in engineering and they just took it on as a social pressure yeah but it's Let's different for me because um i started off with politics and law and mm. i finished that because mm-hmm. that was a passion see so um so it, the engineering like your second degree a third third yeah what are the first two <laughs> The first two, I'm the first one being Bachelor of Arts in okay. Politics, mm-hmm. and the other one being a Bachelor of Law. So, like, those are two degrees on their own, and now I'm doing engineering, specializing in telecommunications. Yes. Wow. So, um, I used to be a sciencey kid mm-hmm. on school, <laughs> taking part in science fair, yeah, and yeah. doing the experiments, and that, you know, I loved that. But then um, there was the passion to always help people. So mm. when I was in my last grade, I was like, but I won't be able to help people through engineering or through doing something sciencey. Mm-hmm. You, know? so you don't think so? I mean, you always create something. Yeah, but you know, we're Sorry. speaking of charity and okay. um, teaching people sustainability. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, we look at doctors and engineers today and they mostly just go to work and go home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Basically, <laughs> okay, they just okay. go work. Okay. Yeah, and they basically don't have a life. Also. Um, yeah, they don't much of a social life. Yeah. Them, yeah. So um, that's why I opted for the two first, mm-hmm. and the engineering. I was like, okay, cool. I have more time. I'm quite older now, so mm-hmm. also I could handle the pressure better. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, cool. Let's try this out. First year down, I was like. Mm. It's working, <laughs> but it, it's hell. Um, it's yeah. not easy. You need to stay focused, you know, because um, I see people drop every day. That's know. the thing. 
Yeah, but I also feel it's as you mentioned social pressure. Mm. Yeah. Our our especially black homes, um, we don't believe in other careers besides those that have yeah. been portrayed as proper careers. Yeah, professional. Yeah. yeah, I was. My mom wanted me to take law. And how'd that go? I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not gonna take law." <laughs> 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 like I, I had a knack for history. Uh, I mean, I was, I was I'm good. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean to flatter myself. I'm, yeah. I'm good, but I was just like, I know it's not gonna be like as satisfying as doing something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So now, obviously, I got into business, and I was completely different. I still have my reservations about it. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll share that. I don't know. <laughs> I have my reservations because here's my thing. Especially when it comes to university, mm-hmm. just some of these schools. In my case, we're told we're taught okay how to write business proposals, all that shit. Yes. And one thing I always ha- picked out was the fact that yes, we're taught to write business proposals, but we're not taught how to write winning business proposals. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these are academics; these are not necessarily people who have experience in the field. True. You know. So I always felt like certain things should be really practical, especially if you're offering entrepreneurship in schools. Mm-hmm. That shit should be hella practical because mm-hmm. that's the only way people are actually want to pick up things as far as don't do this or at least don't do that. Mm-hmm. So for me, anyways, to be fair, business admin was dope. I'm graduating this year, so I'm happy about it. Uh, but that's weird because a lot of people say business admin is hell. If you don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you just have to build a knack for it. At least for what I was doing, I was I was already applying some of the, the theories. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that I think that's what made things that much more interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was already applying what I was reading and learning and writing about in tests and stuff. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Okay, cool. Yeah, but we went off topic. It was about you, not me. Mm. <laughs> I mean. The experiences that we share is important. Very true. But as an engineering student right now, because, mm-hmm. dude, look, you are, I'll consider you a social butterfly. Is that so fair to say? Is, is it's not a bad thing. It's just the fact that I consider you a social bu- butterfly, and I know the stress that comes along with engineering students. Like we mentioned before, a lot of people are dropping out mm-hmm. like crazy. How do you even balance that? Uh, there is a secret. Um, it came from a very wise man. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, he was a he was my principal at the time, mm-hmm. but was also a principal of my cousins. So he mm. knew the family quite well. No, okay. And one day he just called me in, and he's like, "How are you?" And I'm like, "I'm good." And he's like, "Can I see your progress? You know, school performance." Mm-hmm. And I showed him, and he's like, why would you have six subjects on high level? And I was like, well, because... That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I want to, you know, yeah. I want to have good marks, mm-hmm. and I want to enroll for a good course. Yeah. And he said, well, that's the thing, you know, you need to learn to balance life. So his advice was downgrade, even if you have to downgrade half of them. Mm-hmm. If you can downgrade all of them. Do it. And that's what I did because mm-hmm. it gave me time to socially interact with people 
to have a social life to take part in cultural activities extramural mm. activities you yeah. know that's where i started playing tennis yeah you know, that's where i started you know going to events uh conferences whatever you name it and i had the time for it because my books weren't pressuring me as much and that sort of helped me or shaped me mm-hmm. to be able to cope now because now i know how to balance mm. so i i just think people should learn to balance their lives yeah it's a lot of pressures man yeah cuz i mean you get to varsity and there's all all the social pressures and mm-hmm. um so when you don't know how to cope with that yeah. it automatically affects your academic performance and and i think that's where we lack yeah cuz even when you look at uh kids who come from these rural areas crazy a marks you know mm-hmm. all the way and then you know they get exposed to the city and it's just yeah. man they just, just a downward spiral from there mm-hmm. and uh I can vouch for it because I've yeah, seen it. Right? Exactly. Because <laughs> it's, it's scary, man. Because this person was, you know, the not goody two shoes, but you know, the smart person, the, the kid in the corner. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, fuck, what happened? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do about it, but we're definitely gonna try give people advice on it. I but I guess so. You know, it's it's like going, it's like coming to Vanduk. You're in the city, hey, yeah. it's big, new experiences, and then you try something on the social side of life, mm. and you like it, but then you don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> that's because you don't know how <laughs> to get balance. Yeah. yeah, you basically get trapped in it, but that's because you don't know how to balance. You don't know when to say it's enough, you know, I need to go back to my books, or I need to go back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same thing that, we say about people who stay away from work because of alcohol (laughs) the alcohol is not gonna go anywhere it's gonna (laughs) be there forever like guys come on yeah it's true (laughs) no you're right you're right but how have you managed to dodge all these pitfalls all these traps um probably because i see what people go through Mm. and that's not the kind of life that i want especially for myself for my family Mm -hmm. and i want my kids and their kids to have an okay life not necessarily well off but mm. an okay life because the way things are going right now it's quite scary um yeah the rich are becoming richer and the poor are becoming poorer that's always been happening though if you think about it yeah but then people are given an opportunity to get out of certain situations and they still screw up mm. and and not because a lot of times they don't want to but cuz probably society has um other plans for them or society pressures them into you know doing a certain something mm. and that's where a lot of people fail so i think ultimately like you know if you're determined and if you know what it is that you want then yeah sure you can make it you can have fun and also know when not to have fun when when is it enough that's the question yeah <laughs> when is it enough it's a good question but you within yourself would also know there's that little voice that always but you see we can we can say these things cuz we are you know we're fairly older and we mm-hmm. we've done the thing so i mean a young person probably listening to this would be like y'all don't know what we're dealing with cuz we, we we're in the same mentality mhm 
back then telling our parents or all the siblings like you all don't know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, with all the information floating around in the in the world right now at a fast pace. Yeah, exactly. Learn, guys. Just pick up a book or listen to the older cats, man. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not there to lead you astray. Yeah. Some of them really understand that. Look, understand you're young, you want to party, mm-hmm. do all these weird things, but limit that shit to to some degree. True. True. And and they're exposed to so much with the uh, with the technology mm. which we didn't have back then, you know, <laughs> the Instagrams and the social medias. Um uh, no, it's we, had, we had Facebook at least, at least us. Okay. No, we didn't have Facebook. Facebook came no, I mean, later. I remember <laughs> E250s and <laughs> people will never understand the pain of having to delete the song to get another song, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Couldn't afford a memory card. You're like, oh, I, got, I gotta delete these two songs. and Exactly. Oh, man. Those but then good times. Back then, I mean, this was just getting to know technology mm-hmm. and there wasn't all this, you know, social media. Yes, Facebook was there, but we weren't quite familiar with Facebook. Yeah, um, not yet. So now you have you've got all the exposure at the top of your fingers. Mm. Going on to your phone, googling, I have this issue, and trying to get advice, if not from your peers, at least from the internet. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely find something. Yep, you'll definitely, definitely find something. Definitely. Oh man, E two fifties. Yo, you just took me back, bro. You took me, you took me way, way back. I mean, I, I still have one. It doesn't work, but I keep it for the sake of memories. <laughs> oh, it's like a little souvenir, just you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would love to own one. I think I don't know if I still have mine. You should look for. I, th- I think I should. You should look. Just keep it as a souvenir. Go show your kids one day. Yeah, you said slide phones. No, it wasn't just a tap. <laughs> Ah man, oh well. Uh, but yeah, uh, back to you. Uh, being the social butterfly that you are, think she, mm, think she get that a shirt term. that says that. Yeah, she get a shirt that says "social butterfly." <laughs> I think so. Well, um, yeah, I w- I wear. I wouldn't wear that because mm. it's not controversial. I like wearing shirts that speak controversy. Why oh, you gotta be a controversial dude, man? <laughs> Sometimes you just need to stir up people's mindset. Just why would that guy wear something like that? Mm-hmm. Just have them think about maybe he is right by the statement that's written on his shirt. Maybe he's not right. <laughs> Speaking of controversy, uh, have you have you come across these um, situations where uh, people are being sued for like defamation and stuff and like couple of accusations towards the first lady uh, yes actually i think i think it should become a thing here <laughs> why, why? <laughs> you know i have a friend a very close friend mm-hmm. um and when she was in germany mm-hmm. she successfully sued a guy okay basically he was being racist towards her mm-hmm. um but yeah she got 5k euros from that Lawsuit, yeah. That was how, how far long was that? Like two, three years back. Two, three okay. years back. Okay. But yeah, um, you know, this guy was like, "Yeah, you're a student. You're not gonna do anything to me." Oh wow! And she was like, "Oh, okay. We'll see about it." 
and she won the case actually and and i think i think because it's 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 emotionally psychologically it's very damaging to defame somebody's character especially when it's when what you say has no truth to it Uh you know you have those of us who can walk away from something somebody has said to you Uh but you have people who go home and cry about it they won't necessarily cry in front of you but they'll go cry about it you Mm. know and they'll they they start having a self-pity mentality towards themselves because now now that phrase keeps running in their heads Mm. and and they start also feeling that way so it also breaks down their confidence so i think where it's serious Mm -hmm. people should sue where (laughs) but then we also have comedians in the movie exactly so you see that's where the thin line is drawn Mm -hmm. it was a joke no it doesn't sound it doesn't seem like it was a joke Specifically for comedians, mm-hmm. I feel like comedians should have the authority to yeah to say that because because yes. if you think about it, comedians they what they do they they turn a a tragic situation into something comedic man to make us yeah. laugh they they do I believe they do yeah man I believe they do understand the the seriousness of it mm-hmm. but they're trying to make you laugh because they're like you know what we don't need to to drown in this sorrow yeah let's make you smile a bit yeah so what do you think about that now? Uh, that is fine. That's fine. You know, <laughs> you, you know, it comes from a comedic angle. Exactly. It's it, it's there's no there's no harm intended with it. Mm. But then, if it's not a joke, then we have a whole other situation. And also, you mentioned um, somebody might say it's a joke, mm-hmm. but then I take it seriously. Yeah. So that's also where the line needs to be drawn because people people tend to say it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But then I tell them it's not a joke and they'll still think it's a joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Uh, it's a thin line. Yeah, it's a, it's thin, a thin line. line. So at least apologize mm-hmm. um, if somebody says they don't like what you said or mm. they don't appreciate it because mm. then it should ring a bell that yeah. some way did hurt their feelings. I guess so. Um, but comedians, yes, they're allowed to bring laughter to our to lives. Yeah, well, they should. Oh, by the way, I was doing a little research on the on the five K that your your friend won. Mm-hmm. That's damn near ninety thousand, at least in today's currency. I don't know about back then, but yeah, that's close no, to it 90. was quite a lot of money. Shit, she probably bought like a car or something. <laughs> I don't know what she did with it. I know she took me for lunch. Of course she did. But yeah, no, we were all like so happy like when she won that case because like, yeah. you know, people think they can do whatever or say whatever and mm. then just walk away from that. Nah, people need to be held accountable for their shit, man. Especially here, here especially right now with everything going on, a lot of things being exposed and all these things coming out to light. The reason why these guys continue to do the things that they do Mm-hmm. It's because they're never held accountable for their actions. That's why they had the freedom of, you know, I can get away with it regardless. Mm-hmm. And nothing will happen. True. So, I don't know. Even like I was reading the paper the other day. One of these, uh, the fraud, is it money laundering unit in the police? Uh, one of the guys, um, it's in the papers, by the way, guys. These are not, these are not things <laughs> that I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's in the papers. Yeah. Uh, it turns out uh, with the SME situation. Yeah. It turns out the guy was these guys were already informed about like, look, 
there's something suspicious happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you guys should really look into this because I feel like this is going to be embarrassing for everybody once the shit comes out. And then it turns out this lead investigator, right? Yeah. He got, I don't know, along the way, he got a $350,000 loan mm-hmm. from the same bank he's supposed to be investigating. So it's like, man, what the fuck? Like, that's that's strange. Uh, but, okay, I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did he get the loan? He got like two months after the, he was doing informed. I think they have two months after they informed about like suspicion, uh, suspicious um, transactions in the bank. But then if it's a loan, he was liable to pay it back. Loan. Okay. We're going <laughs> to use loan with inverted commas. Yeah. I don't... I, I have my suspicions. I mean, I could be wrong, but... You are the head of a unit that's supposed to be investigating yeah. these weird things. And the same bank that you're investigating gives you a, a loan. Strange, isn't it? Depends. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still stick to the loan yeah. part. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a loan. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if he can say what it was for, and yeah. if he got the loan through the right procedure, then... By all means, yeah. That's true. It's just the stigma around SME bank also. Yeah, true. <laughs> I um, think I think that's the only reason why I even read that, that article. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, and plus, I don't think our journalists have much to report on because they report quite on a lot of non-serious things issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll just leave it at that because it's becoming a joke paper mm-hmm. especially the namibian it's uh, a lot of things going around it's a lot of stuff yeah so it's like not newsworthy news mm-hmm. makes it to the front page true i've been saying that yeah yeah, and then we don't focus on things that actually matter. Basically, yeah. But you're a journalist as well, right? Or I'm just a writer. You're just a writer. Yes, I would never. Hell no. You never, d- you never dabble in it. No, no. I've I've dealt with journalists. I just mm. don't think it's a job for me, because people would take offense at things I or the questions I would ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, but you're a blogger. Is I'm a blogger, yeah. uh, but then the blogging is mostly around the idea. Cause um, one of the articles I wrote was back then when Steffi van Veit won mm. Miss Namibia, the lady that was okay. also on Survivor Series South Africa mm-hmm. something, the very muscular lady. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> no, I, I love I love her. She was my sports coach, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I love her, mm-hmm. right? But um, there was this whole thing, and it, it's still something they do, and I don't know why our Namibian people, in fact, our government likes doing it. Mm-hmm. We outsource the work to South Africans or, you know, people from other country, and that for me is bullshit. Sorry mm-hmm. for the word. But, it doesn't work in my books. If you're going to empower the people, mm-hmm. then give the job to the people and that's how you're going to cr- empower the people and create employment. Yeah. Now, all her dresses were made by South African designers. Ooh, so, um, okay. Okay. that's basically them discrediting our designers. Our designers. Um, and that's one of, just to give an example, one of the you know things yeah. I wrote, blogged about. 
Ah, what what was the, the response? The response was quite good mm-hmm. from the creative industry. Of course, um, they were agreeing. Of course, and and so they support you obviously because they're actually right. Yeah, and it wasn't all negative because I did in the article I did praise her for being the only woman to win all the sports codes um, when she was partaking in Miss World. I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Because you're gonna. Okay, I get your point. So we need really do need to empower our own people. Uh, but here's the situation, right? Mm-hmm. This was regarding the elections that happened. With, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, last oh. year November. Oh, okay. Um, or the year before that depends which okay. elections. Regardless, but pe- a lot of people I think will be familiar with this situation where the ballot papers mm-hmm. were printed in essay. Exactly. <laughs> See? Okay, okay, cool. There, there, that right there was a thing of, okay, this is total bullshit. You can't talk about empowering our people, yet you're doing this. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, knowing I've been associated with a couple of, you know, uh, certain entrepreneurs here and there. Yeah. And one of the arguments for me was one of the strongest arguments was the fact that these guys have a tendency of inflating their prices. Mm-hmm. Which basically forces these guys, our government, to look for cheaper options. Because imagine, uh, I'm not entirely sure about the figures, mm-hmm. but uh, let's say this is a hypothetical, right? You guys can look it up yourselves. But if I if I can print something for a million dollars, let's say okay, after all the variables are calculated, all the costs, I'm going to make a million dollars. Certain, the p- certain people here have a tendency of inflating it. Like, okay, cool. I want to make it for $10 million. True. But I want to disagree. That's the that's whole point of the show. Um, <laughs> Why you want to disagree with that? And this is where the corruption comes in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. Man. Um, recently, there was the um, tender given out for... for the sanitizers by Ministry of Defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has been a very hot topic, right? Um, and you mentioned that why they opt for... Cheap solutions. Cheaper... At least affordable solutions. They don't say cheap, affordable solutions. Yes. It's because these guys tend to inflate their rates. Mm-hmm. That is a different case with... Um, of defense um, mm. I'm actually just looking for That's the it. screenshot because one of the ladies who also applied mm-hmm. for the tender came forth and was like she feels they're being ripped off because this tender was awarded to somebody um, or a company mm-hmm. whose um, sanitizers do not meet the necessary requirements Okay. Um, so the World Health Organization has set out the requirements, yeah. you know, for sanitizers. Like it needs the alcohol percentage needs to be high because mm-hmm. the idea is to kill the germs completely. The germs, mm-hmm. yeah. And this lady came out. Um, was it in the newspapers or just like a? No, just the, like a a post basically. Twitter. Um, yeah, basically yeah. Twitter, and she posted basically what she posted was mm. what they had quoted for the tender and what was actually awarded you know okay. and these prices are crazy because they what she quoted was reasonable 
they gave the tender to an inflated okay rate that they received uh, um, okay so this this then makes me question how many other tenders are being done in this way you know it's actually a thing of um the people awarding the tenders probably have a stake exactly yeah, so that's yeah, the thing. yeah and how many of the tenders that are being dished out <laughs> you know don't have people who are on the tender board mm-hmm. or the selection committee that have a stake in this yeah, that's the thing it's a conflict of interest i don't know if people see it or they choose just not or to ignore it i don't know mm-hmm. but these things they happen quite often man this is this is nothing new exactly exactly so and it's sad to say it even so the for me the using south african company to print the ballot papers mm-hmm. it's just a cover-up or at least in my opinion <laughs> somebody is getting a share somewhere so yeah, i think so too i think so too they are just using that as a cover-up to say that yes it's a south african institution we're not connected to it we mm-hmm. have no relation to it mm-hmm. uh so nobody's gonna question everyone's entitled their own opinion i look i I like i love diving into you know little conspiracies here and there Mm -hmm. i I feel like it's it's entertaining Mm -hmm. and until it starts to affect you like in a really bad way and it does affect us like a lot of us don't realize that it does affect us like Mm -hmm. what whatever is happening in this country like top decisions being taken like it's literally literally affecting us every day do you know what i'm feeling right now uh especially like in the coming years, I don't think there's going to be like a, a middle class at all. Hey? A middle class. It's just going to be rich and poor. Because mm. slowly but surely, if you think about it, middle class, <laughs> we're on the brink of not wealth, but getting rich. Mm-hmm. But we're also on that brink of just getting dirt poor. You see, now that's, that's the issue that we our leaders make mm. so the definition of rich wealthy <laughs> yeah. <and> poor <laughs> yeah you know this okay, this was what was taught to us in school and um so the united states the un mm-hmm. and all these bodies have a definition for rich poor and wealthy so most namibians who can commute daily to mm-hmm. work and back are considered to be rich. Okay. Because the average human being should at least be able to spend two US dollars. On average. A day. A day. Yeah, the the average rich person. Yes. And these are based of American uh and all this international uh, organizations I so our okay. what what our politicians did was they just sort of took this and that is why they can't break the inequality gap mm-hmm. and because um, to them as long as people can commute back to work go to work come back um, get a salary for them that is good enough mm-hmm. um, but then that doesn't allow people to actually break into the other gap of becoming wealthy, you know, yeah. or at least getting to the brink of being wealthy. <sighs> Sucks, right? Because now you're just spending. Mm-hmm. There's no money to save. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
what was telling me uh something about a salary being like a a trap basically no not not all of you don't get me twisted don't get it twisted <laughs> guys it's just people who continue to live paycheck to paycheck and don't get me wrong guys because for me i've been fortunate enough to mm-hmm. figure a few things out for myself mm-hmm. you know i i don't judge people based on you know what they do or where they're from however there are certain people who just have this thing of living paycheck to paycheck which is very worrying because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily thinking about okay i need to save this i need to put this away and i'm still i'm i'm, I'm considering certain factors as well man you got maybe like what 10 people living under one roof man maybe under mm-hmm. like a three bedroom i get that but it's also a thing of we need to be smart and unf- it's unfortunate that we were never literally taught about financial literacy as well Mm-hmm. That's one of the few things I'm still wondering why aren't being introduced into schools, especially primary schools. Uh, to be honest, dude, kids are not dumb. Mm-hmm. Kids are they're imaginative and very, very smart. Mm-hmm. So, like, why aren't we introducing certain things like this to to our to our youngins? And Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, do you think, and to everybody who's listening, uh-huh. our education system is really meant to empower us? Fuck no. I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> 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 but but it's just, I, I've, I've come to grips, I've come to terms with it, like, yeah, no ways. Exactly. That's but why they'll never introduce things like financial literacy uh. and all these other aspects. Because, I mean, formal education is just that. Yeah. If you do not have skills development beyond that mm-hmm. you're probably gonna mess up in life true so um i don't think the system was made to Benefit. empower us yes that's true because imagine i remember uh <laughs> that's so weird man <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh me and my friend were um i think we're studying we're studying for history a history exam and you know that's fun it was all good man it's all good you know we're learning about certain things mm-hmm. and um so that was like what 2012 i think it's 2012 so like um we we're kind of like i think we we're stuck with something man with a particular topic yeah and then we we're like asking around no one really knew what to do and we happy to ask his mom mm-hmm. and his mom was like oh you guys are doing this i remember i did this when i was in school at that time we didn't we didn't think too much of it mm-hmm. but then i began to process i'm like wait aren't you like in your late 40s and you actually know what we're still doing like yeah that that's kind of weird man i'm like oh my god we're actually being taught something that we've been that's repeating like for 30 30 years plus yeah so i'm like what the fuck what the fuck are we doing exactly like it's so repetitive it's 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 basically um yeah i don't know the english word (laughs) Try, Um, try your luck but a direct translation is mm-hmm. a parrot method of taking you through the edu- education system. You know, mm. um, nothing has changed, even with a new curriculum, which is a whole mess, by the way. <laughs> is a new curriculum? Yeah, where people have the option of leaving school at grade eleven. Oh, but I, uh, but there's so much. There's so much like uh, not backlash, but there's so much. In-betweens that people aren't necessarily familiar with yeah no i i don't 
okay, the system is not unfamiliar because mm. you have a lot of the private schools um, already doing that, or they've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they were supposed to bring in the private schools as consultants mm-hmm. to properly phase in whatever it is they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but then also that's the thing. We, we, we're not going to use our own people. We're not going <laughs> to empower our own, own people. We're just going to get some guy from... Wherever. <laughs> to come write a policy or curriculum and then give it to us, you know? Mm. The problem also with policies is they are written by peop- people, not by our people specifically. Yeah. So a lot of times we can't relate to them. And mm-hmm. we can't implement them because mm-hmm. the person went back to the country already. They're not here to explain the nitty-gritties mm. of the policy. So I think this is also why, you know, things like the, the, the schools and whatnot is failing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, you have kids who, what is it, perform poorly in English mm-hmm. and do really well in everything else subjects what could be the problem because for me denying a child like that entry to university yeah because of a fucking language eh? because of a language does not make sense yeah and because it it, like it seems like this is something that people are really familiar with they know that that's a problem with some of these kids but Mm -hmm. yet nothing's being done nothing is being done but you as a parent though how do you feel about sending your kids to school right now your child to school right now? I don't know. I <laughs> homeschool all my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you homeschool the. Yeah, no. I'm Are you homeschooling your daughter right now? No, she's she's going to an early childhood center. She's okay. like five, right? Okay. But that's also because I believe she's yeah. in her development. No, it's stage. important to establish that fundamental. Yeah, the she, fundamental she, she's in that phase where she's literally gonna absorb anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I send her for the sake of sending her. But then I expose her to so much more <laughs> than just school. What do you expose her, Kevin? I, I want to know. <laughs> give, me, give me a few. You know, it's like I was going to the conservancies for a trip mm. and um, I learned so much. And okay. um, so much as in cultural, cultural educational. Mm. Um, yeah, our people out there in the rural areas, like, and I say deep, deep rural, right? Um, <laughs> deep rural, okay. Because a lot of these kids don't go to school. Not at all. But a lot of them are actually quite really smart, you know? That, is that street smart? Not street smart, but they, they, they have connected to Mother Nature. Okay. Mm yeah, so, like, somebody like that is quite fundamental to life um they 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 add to the value of life because mm. um have you because g- you can just go onto youtube and google video of the bushman and the lion mm-hmm. and normally when these guys come into contact with a lion mm. they just start speaking in their tongues this is now when they're hunting right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because also what they do is whenever they hunt and let's say with their spears or whatever bow and arrows, they shoot an antelope mm-hmm. and they sort of hurt it but not kill it. They won't go for something else um, because firstly they know that they've already hurt 
that um, animal, it has poison in it. Mm-hmm. So if that animal dies, it affects the whole ecosystem. Something's going to come eat from it and that something's going to be poisoned. Yeah. Um, it's going to poison the ground, whatever. So they chase after it. So there's this video where their prey is right there mm-hmm. that they're still chasing because they've hurt it already. Mm-hmm. And um, the lion is then approaching and mm-hmm. they start speaking in tongues, right? Okay. And they're all these guys filming. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> you know, because they're very interesting people. Of course. <laughs> and they start speaking in their tongues mm. and this lion turns around and walks away. You know, it doesn't go for the antelope, that's, the antelope that's mm. hurt that can't really run away and um, when they are asked you know how they did it they're like we spoke to the lion basically in our language and um, that is a <laughs> <laughs> that is a sign of how connected they are with nature uh, you know. uh-huh. so, so okay. the, the whole idea of the ecosystem that was interesting because that's something you would learn in a science class Mm-hmm. A biology class, yeah. whatever you call it, you know. But then these people out there sit with this knowledge and are not exposed to, you know, giving this knowledge to the next generation. Mm. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> makes you think. It makes you think, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of why people like me and you actually exist right now because we're trying to, mi- trying to shift that dynamic at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, imagine someone listening to this two years from now, or mm-hmm. even ten years from now. Yeah, this be like, damn, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they'll actually force them to read up on a lot of things. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I think our, our mission right now is to plant the seeds and hope for the best. No, they'll definitely grow. They'll um, definitely grow. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at least I'm positive in that regard. Yeah. You know? It's it's the same. A colleague of mine asked me the other day, you've seen how messed up the education system is. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really tough question to answer. But, you know, what we can do right now is just educate the masses, give them a message, you know. Because mm. two years, ten years from now, somebody listens and they're like, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Just or I've maybe. experienced this. Mm. Let me also share my experiences further. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that way for now. Amen. The fact that you said that actually makes me want to go check that thing up. <laughs> no, you should. You should, you should on YouTube, right? Yeah, on uh, YouTube. I, I think I'll send you links. Yeah, send me the yeah. link, please. I need to figure it out. But yeah, we, we are t- we're talking about all these things. And we, we, under- we, we see the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, talking about it and actually doing something about it completely do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing about you is that you told me one you actually established a foundation right community base uh, goes hand in hand <laughs> same thing basically different words okay uh is your uh, organization all about exactly how would you how would you define it? um it's an educational organization like strictly strictly okay the one that i initially start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's a code before you even get into it. It's called Belvicha Education Initiative for Namibia. Okay. Um, first, it was established with a German wing, but then it didn't make sense to have 
an education initiative for Namibia in Germany if exactly. its projects are not being carried out in Namibia. Yeah. So it was started here as well. And um, what the German wing basically does is they educate high school kids and primary school kids on the narrative of Africa. This whole concept that Africa is a country, Africans are primitive beings. What? Wait, what the? No, they do away with oh, that. Oh, okay, so, whoa. So teaching people that, you know, that's not the reality. Because mm. um, a lot, of, surprisingly, a lot of people still think that. People are naive, yo. Yeah, people <laughs> think we sleep in trees. Yeah, like we have lions in our streets. And like, bro, that's, that's yeah. not the case, you know. We you know, it's like how when that team, the German team came to Namibia, mm-hmm. um, they could relate to the buildings, a lot of the buildings and the structures, because it's basically... They were built by them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so life, especially in Venduk, is similar to that in an average German town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are the narratives they're trying to change on the other side. So that when these kids, because a lot of, or majority of our tourists come from Germany. Mm-hmm. So when these kids do come, then they know what to expect the reality that's on the ground and okay, not that's cool t- wanna see lines in town yeah <laughs> <laughs> no guys we say these things <laughs> not not because it's not because it's dope but i've heard these things i'm just like oh my god <laughs> yeah you know it's it's uh yeah so that's what we do what we do is yeah. we support basic education um when I was privileged enough to go to a good school, mm-hmm. uh, but then you look at other people who drop out first year varsity, um, who don't know what to study, who, when they do know what to study, we know funding is an issue in our country, mm-hmm. especially with, um, what is it, this NASFAF, you know, declining so many people's applications. Hey, man. Yeah. For whatsoever reasons they have. <laughs> and... Uh, then yeah. there's also the issue of people getting internships because mm. somewhere you need to gain practical experience. Yeah. Um, so that's what Vavicha focuses on. Um, getting people the opportunities. There are opportunities out there. Mm. We're just not well exposed to them. Um, scholarships, bursaries, grants, whatsoever. Um, and then also um, writing to companies to then offer students internships. Mm-hmm. and so forth yeah so and also taking them through aptitude test um yeah just I'm to I'm see familiar. in which field they're likely to go into or where the interest actually lies mm. yeah so something like that just so that we don't have a lot of lost souls that go to varsity for sake of i want to be in university <laughs> and um first year i'm studying medicine and then i drop out second year i'm studying something else mm-hmm. Oh, I'm studying this because it's what my parents told me to say. But then if your parents actually have proof of this is what your child's aptitude test said, mm-hmm. you can work on that, you know. I mean, I don't think most parents want to involve in art, especially if that's something the kid is probably likely to succeed, you know, at, mm-hmm. as common interest in. So yeah, that's the sad part. How you're going to change um, that mentality? That's challenging, eh? I would leave that to the arts industry because <laughs> there's, there's quite a huge gap they're not filling and that is educating our people mm. um, as to how important the arts industry is. It's, you know how you mentioned comedians take something mm-hmm. and make it a joke mm-hmm. so that we can laugh about it? 
you know it's how um let's say painters and whatnot take a a horrific story and interpret it in their own unique way yeah. and we can sometimes relate to it right and that is the power that artists have musicians what what designers they incorporate all these ideas so they they have a big responsibility in educating our people as to how important it is mm. and how vital it is for us to have art basically and they're doing that sadly because i don't see what the national arts council does i see they give out scholarships and that's it mm. um, i see they sponsor here they sponsor <laughs> there but like what is really their mandate you know does their mandate speak uh, to what okay. they're doing on the ground yeah. um at the national arts gallery yes they're doing an amazing job giving you know and the theater is supposed to do so much more than that, you know. What else They're supposed, supposed to incorporate dancing, Don't filming, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what they've been doing. No, they've not been doing that. They've been, because um, I think last, no, not last year, the year before last year, um, mm. the at the theater awards, they did mention that they at the next, because it's biannual, mm-hmm. so every two years, they're going to incorporate dancing into their award ceremony. Every two years? Yeah, so the award ceremony only happens every two years. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Okay, uh, you saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's basically what they need to do, you know. Um, but then also the arts industry is so divided because a lot of them are freelancers. Um, gigs are very rare. Um, and they are not supported by the systems that are in place. So, yeah. I mean, even now with the national, this national budget gonna be um coming up. I'm actually interested to, to see how the arts department, how much the arts department is likely to get. Mm, don't depend on it. Every year, literally. <laughs> but the th- okay, here's the thing, right? Arts and culture, are the things that really um give us some sort of identity right mm-hmm, true no. so like whenever we have certain people coming through to our uh you know to visit our beautiful country whatever the case may be uh i always find it strange that the number one people they call are the art, are the art students the, the um the dancers yet you want these people to entertain these people you want these people to show that yeah this is our culture this is all things but not investing in them exactly um not not to compare but, um the arts industry okay. in or the bit of industry rather let me be inclusive okay um in germany contributes one percent of to the towards the country's gdp okay. and that's a lot wow i did not know that that's how much they invest in arts and culture and the sad thing is you people who are from there who look forward to you know arts mm-hmm. and culture in Namibia and they don't they see some of it but due to the fact that they investment being put in the arts industry mm-hmm. um, it's not quite visible no, it's not actually and you guys also not protected I mean even the the musicians themselves uh, I don't want. I don't. Nascam even does. To be honest with you, Nascam is a scam. Like, 
Genesis, güey. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, to this, to this very day, I really don't know what the sole purpose is. Because, yes, I know as an organization what they're supposed to mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not enough, man. No, no, it's not. It's not. That's why I said all these bodies that are there, that are meant to do something, uh-huh. are not doing anything at all. No, you, because I mean, their board members get a salary, mind you, because mm. people are paying membership fees. Yes, right. Yes, yes. paying membership fees. Royalties is being received by NASCAM. Not even sure what the rate is for mm. royalties. Um, but I don't think they are there for the musicians and songwriters as they should be. Basically, any every any creative, really. Yeah, you know, Big Ben was ranting about NASCAM the one time on like recently or a while back. Last year, I think, and oh. how much of a scam they are, because <laughs> he also served on the board. Oh, so he got like first-hand look uh, at. Yeah, so he was speaking from his experience and how much of a scam the institution is. Ooh. Yeah, so I've lost faith in that institution. In fact, I don't see the need for a musician or an artist to stay with NASCAM because they don't do it for them. But it's like, uh, it's like it was one of those formalities, man. Yeah, it's uh, one of those formalities, but as an institution, formalities, you're supposed to also be do, do your part, yeah. Because I don't think people can actually even submit their music to the awards the if numbers, they're not if I think they're not registered, I'm registered. Uh, it's yeah. just a way for them to <laughs> lock people and to get more membership because I mean if my song is doing well on iTunes why should I start with NASCAR yeah and that's also the other side this is like every artist I also like to bring on you know they all keep telling me the same thing like independency mm-hmm. is the way forward it's just how you go about it yeah but at the end of the day you don't need these guys. You don't need these labels, all these people. I mean, yeah, if you want, if you want to register for, uh, I'm not register, if you want to take, but at the end of the day, and I hate to say it, but you don't need these people at all. Mm-hmm. Build your core fan base. That 2,500 fans, mm-hmm. those strong core fan base, yeah. they're going to get you paid. Exactly. So don't, don't worry about whether we because <laughs> some of us do we know yeah. we do how to go about doing more for you apart from putting you and uh, talking yeah. about you but at the end of the day mm-hmm. establish your core fan base you will be fine you'll be solid exactly no and plus there's no numbers anymore oh so that's official eh? yeah so why oh uh, what, what's the reason behind it well from what i've heard mtc investing in something else which is the Vinduk fashion week oh fashion fashion week right yeah basically the Vinduk fashion show um okay and that was their new focus area why why not just keep okay i understand if it's a business you're trying to you know diversify your portfolio trying to keep money here and there but why not keep both awards if that is true you know because one side you're promoting music and the other side you're promoting you know creative designers so like it all goes hand in hand if you think about it i'm not sure i just think our government was supposed to come up with a national platform where our artists could be awarded um we all remember cora awards <laughs> <laughs> 
till this day no answers uh, yes and no how answers. how that went south right mm. um and that was an opportunity for them to actually because if that was going to be successful mm-hmm. that was an international music award show yeah was supposed to be um if that was going to be successful they would have most likely had a successful national award show thereafter but then that already flopped so clearly a national award show is not going to work <laughs> there's so much bs going on <laughs> it's entertaining but i said until it affects you you know yeah so and this is the money of the people disappearing yeah taxpayers all of us really. all of us basically because i mean even a child who buys bread in the shop mm-hmm. pays tax on that bread oh they like to admit it or not yep. yeah so it's, it's the people's money Sheesh. where were we <laughs> yeah i forgot i also got sidetracked oh my god uh damn i'm gonna edit out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. Thank God, not live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you you've had a live one? Uh, yeah, yeah, one or two. Okay. But that's just based on those guys' page. I, I was like, I'm gonna wait for my shit. I gotta establish my thing first. Okay, cool. And it's hot as fuck. That's okay. Uh, sorry, guys, for the technical difficulty. We are back again. <laughs> gotta sugarcoat it, man. Just gotta sugarcoat it. Uh, but yeah, man. Next game is a scam. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, but the thing, thing is, but as a uh, at least people who are operating in this industry, music-wise, there has to be someone's going to come up with an idea for an award show, because these guys have to be recognized regardless. Yeah. No. Um. What is the platform? Don Lu. Yeah. Don Lu. Is it pronounced as Don yeah, Lu? Don Lu. <laughs> I, pron- I don't know how it's pronounced. I, that's how I say it. I also say it that exactly. way. Exactly. That, that, that's how it's going to be. Then. <laughs> um, they wanted to have a music festival yeah. last year. Mm. Um, and somewhere, I think, when uh, Louis Allen mm-hmm. posted something about an award show. So, yeah, I, I mean, given that they're the biggest show platform. Right now in, yeah, in Namibia. Right now in Namibia. Um, it wouldn't go shabby. What would be cool is to see that other institutions, especially corporate institutions, even mm-hmm. the government themselves, yeah. collaborating with them to, you know, get a real, real big, massive award show going. That would, yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. That would be dope. I've, I've actually had a conversation with him. Uh, about the uh, festival and all these things mm-hmm. and, uh, it, was, it was actually like really it was refreshing to know that there is someone looking out for these guys also yeah you know so i was like man if you need help i'm i'm willing i'm willing to help all the way because i want to see this actually work out mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. COVID. COVID came I don't know. The thing is, I don't think it, this, this uh, whole thing has actually um, deterred his goal. No, uh, it hasn't. I just feel like he's just, I think it's just a matter of him re-strategizing again. Yeah, like, uh, and, I, and I think it's the idea that all these regulations are being imposed mm-hmm. um, that's, that would prevent him from having a proper award. Because if you have an, a restriction of, what, 100 people, mm-hmm. 
then that of course deters your attendance. Yeah. But regardless, though, they're, they're doing good things, though. No, they are. They are. I actually read something. I think might be a hosting podcast on there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that would be really, really, really cool. Can't wait to see more people actually. Because I, I see they also have a charting something for the songs, mm. and it would be cool if that's recognized um, internationally. Because we don't have any charting platforms. Not at all. Not at all, hey yeah. man. Like our form of at least finding out what's charting is listen to the radio, basically. But then, what? Are you gonna shit on people? <laughs> What's up? I feel a lot of it is biased. Um, mm. It's a you should know me, I should know you type mm. of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oof, right on the head. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've been able to get free interviews because I know people. Um, oh, so you're just as guilty. No, but that's... <laughs> I justify my course with the fact that you can't want to make me pay for an interview if I'm coming to speak about something that's going to benefit the masses. Okay, that's your argument. Yeah. Enough. Everybody... Or every institution mm-hmm. should practice corporate social responsibility. True. And in one way or the other, they should help in making our communities better. So if it means getting the information out there mm-hmm. to the people, then why not host the person for free? Might as well. Exactly. Um, but that's just an example. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are institutions that asked me to pay, which is quite redundant. Look, I, I get it. I make money. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said in the beginning, man, we are already at a disadvantage just from our population alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, if the person is... Yes, maybe it turns out to the interview, you know, smelling of liquor. You know, yeah, that's, that's good enough for reason to be like, no, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there are some people who have so much to say and so much to, to give. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just unfortunate that these platforms don't look at that as a much of a big reason as opposed to getting paid. Exactly. Uh, well, that's why I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. I'm trying. This is yeah, why we try. have these platforms, yeah. you know, where we can freely express ourselves. Mm. And because that's, I think that's also the issue with radio stations. They radio wouldn't, station. they, they wouldn't want you to say certain things or they wouldn't want to no. air certain things, you know, that would sound prejudice or like you're coming for certain individuals. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, I, I curse a lot. So I believe they're going to be bleeping every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the other hand, also, look, an interview for 30, 20 minutes. I feel I, I equate that to, you know, you trying to tweet something. You can only get so much from 150 characters, right? Yeah. There's only so much you can say. So like the, wor- the the reason why I extend these ones or my my episodes is because if I say something, mm-hmm. I at least have an opportunity to back it up. Exactly. You see, we were going back and forth with the the things earlier on. I don't want to be able to have that kind of conversation on a radio station. Mm-hmm. 
because one who wants short time or like saying you can't say this you know, like i don't want to restrict people and those 20 minutes include um music break and and oh and that's how it works yeah <laughs> all the shenanigans it's like a full-on no <laughs> i never just speak full out like yeah okay hey man you learn something every day <laughs> i know you just sit there and then you're like it was basically five minutes this yes because the song is what three Dep- minutes three minimum minutes. Depending which one is playing, could be yeah. six, could be seven. You're just like, oh my god! <laughs> exactly. Huh. Oh. I don't know, man. Like I said, I I created this platform for a reason. Initially, I didn't know why. I just wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But like speaking to people like yourself and other people, just it's all coming, it's all playing, playing out now. Because I'm like, oh, okay. I think this is actually why. Mm-hmm. I never knew. I never had the reason. I never really knew why I wanted to do it, but now I'm figuring out the reason behind it. And it's like, okay, let's go along with it. Let's see how far we get. And the name is catchy, even. It is, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is because automatically it makes you question, like, what, what is this? What's going on? What is yeah. it about? You know, yeah. what do people actually discuss here? And then you go to YouTube and you're like, okay. Yeah. Obviously, right now, majority of the people that come through uh, are good friends of mine, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not. And trust me, that's not me trying to be biased. It's just these are the people who are available to me, yes. and also like talking to them, like yourself. I'm like, so what? You just invite them. Uh, people have been from different backgrounds, which is also mm-hmm. dope. But it's just fun to talk to people. I like I like figuring out new things. Uh, so is this like a season? <sighs> yeah <laughs> maybe i don't know I don't, someone know. someone asked me that i'm like i don't, I, re- I really don't care like i just <laughs> okay I'll so the episodes will just it's gonna be coming depending mm-hmm. how i feel obviously things do change over the time over time and stuff but mm-hmm. uh i'm not really thinking too much of it yeah yeah i'm just trying to see okay what what did i learn today what i learned this week okay this is how i should do it because imagine right now, like uh, I think I said this on my last podcast, on my last episode. I was like, I'm I'm actually excited to see who's going to be my first sponsor for the show. And okay, interesting. Mm. When, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you <laughs> when you speak of sponsorship, yeah. Um, in what sense? Uh, we can either buy maybe like a little ad space from me. Because mm-hmm. right now it's really a, it's a it's really a game of numbers right now. Yeah. The more my numbers are, the more viewers I have, mm-hmm. the more likely I could sell that product. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've probably seen it all over YouTube. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just like anticipating who would I approach, or who would approach me. Because don't get it twisted, guys. You guys think that uh, you know brands are just gonna come to you? Mm-hmm. No. You need to work. You need to work. And you get, you, have, you also have to approach them because yep. for me, I'm, as you can see, guys, as you can see at least, I got gin bottles, right? <laughs> so clearly, I have a thing to gin. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, man, any any um distilleries mm-hmm. want to promote that brand? I'm I'm definitely gonna take them on. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, what I wanted to ask also was, would it just be studio based or? At some point, is it that will really depend on? Uh, I would love it to be studio based because obviously that's this is still the beginning. There's still a lot of things to be done, mm-hmm. but uh, 
it also de- kind of depend probably on the on the guest that I get. Because yeah. let's say uh, Monica, mm-hmm. Monica Gain comes like, girl, yeah. I like your show. Would you come? I'll take my shit to her place. <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's mm-hmm. let's create a little atmosphere and let's you know we set up the mics and we hang out. Yeah. But, but like I said, I'm I'm open to a lot of things. I'm not I'm not restricting myself. Okay. At all. No, there's just so much running through my head right now because <laughs> like, what if I want an ad space for Kevin? <laughs> Oh, you're trying to ask me something. How does that work? Uh, so here's my understanding of podcasts mm-hmm. as far as advertising. Um, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fuck up the, the terminology. That's not even that crazy. It's just the fact that uh, in every podcast, mm-hmm. if you listen to a podcast now, um, you'd see or you'd hear in the beginning. Yeah. They'll probably like advertise something. Yeah. Exactly. And that, I think that's called a pre-reel. I think that's a pre-reel. So let's say you, you're just going to buy that 30 seconds mm-hmm. of me talking about your product. And that's, 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 that's your um, ad space that yeah. you buy. And then there's now post, post-reel, which is basically now during the whole conversation right now, I would maybe like stop and be like, okay, you know what, guys? Have you heard of this product? Yada, yada, yada. Or I just, there's going to be a transition for me yeah. to actually, yeah. So, it's really you just buying 30 seconds of space or more mm-hmm. of me talking about your product. But one thing that I, I'm f- advised on, at least what these uh, sites advise me on, is it's better, you, you'll find, you, you, you'd, um, you'd be much more convincing selling that product when you actually use it. Or you're actually familiar with it. True. You know, because if, if you're telling me to sell beard oil and mm-hmm. I don't use beard, your beard oil, believe it or not, it's going to be hard to convince people like, yeah, this yeah. is the shit. Unless you're a psychopath and you just know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's basically uh, okay. what, I, what I figured out. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan? Yeah. Do you, two questions also. following. Mm-hmm. Do you have a price list for this? Because also, nah. let's say your potential first sponsor is listening. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, cool. This is definitely somebody I can approach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you have a price list already? Working on it. Working on yeah. it, okay. Because cool. uh, initially, I didn't even think too much of it because everyone was like, oh, you don't, have too, you don't have good numbers. I'm like, who said it won't grow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm preparing... I'm preparing myself already. Yeah. So I'm already drafting up these things. So and would you be limited by uh, certain factors, let's say mm. political affiliation, cultural affiliations? Um, because oh, I, I, I believe the name says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but then also depends on. Yeah. I know. I, it's, 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 it would be a matter of me going through. Okay, I'm like, okay. So this is what, you, yeah, why not? But like I said, I'm not limited to certain things, but one thing I don't want to do is like spread gossip. I, I'm not like a gossip blog. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear that shit. But no, nah, I'm, I'm open to a, to a lot of things, politics, culture, anything. Because that's what basically it's all about. Uh, yeah. It's, like you even know why I started this thing, like mm-hmm. <laughs> why I even call the state of mind. Because yeah. initially I used to have this, have this handle I used to use a lot my state of mind and that was just based off things that i read or experienced and i just felt like you know what 
this has nothing to do with anybody or trying to hurt anybody's feelings. This is just what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? So that should just transition into now. So like everybody that comes here, you have your own state of mind. You're all going through something. Yeah, true. So I want you to voice that out. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. Compelling? Compelling. <laughs> no, because I've got like so many things running through my head right now. Yeah. And I'm like, because also, you know, I always think of how young people can express themselves. Because mm. um, the way we express ourselves on a tweet wouldn't be generally the way we express ourselves by speaking. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I've always wanted a platform where young people can just come in and discuss whatever it is they want mm. to discuss. As long as it's not prejudice towards other people. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, other people. No, um, I totally get you. Yeah, I mean, things they go through on a daily basis, their home experiences, whatever the case it may be. Um, mm-hmm. But just because it also gives you that relief feeling once you're done speaking about it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's so, true. yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> already, already <laughs> processing it. That's that why I asked about the sponsorship. And uh-huh. No, it's, it's, yeah, I like it. I like people also engaging with me, man. It, it makes the show interesting, at least for me. Yeah. 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 By the way, man been over an hour actually really yeah really okay you'll edit it <laughs> <laughs> like i said this is a little time capsule i just want everyone if you s- as soon as you step in here mm-hmm. you know all the problems out in the world we'll leave it outside and we'll just focus on this moment right now yeah so that's that's the thing no no thank you for having me actually yeah i think it's a pleasure I'm excited for the next one yeah, yeah. okay dude uh I, mean, I don't know i keep saying it but the visuals will be I'll have visuals soon. That's all I can say. Yeah, I don't want to promise people anything anymore. Because <laughs> there's so many in betweens, man. Yeah, just like, that, oh, would, that would be actually more interesting because you want to see people's expression. Yes. You want to actually see what they, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that means I have to be, uh, I'd get like goon shade every other. Yeah, you see, I was just <laughs> doing something with my face now. And you guys can't see it. But yeah, that is the <laughs> point of having visuals. But they gotta see your element as well. They you gotta see my good side and bad side. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> and then True. this this would also give an idea because I mean, if people only know Patrick, a certain type of Patrick, mm. they would see a different version of Patrick because he's in his element. He's yeah, I mean expressing different. his state of mind. <laughs> Catch you, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, but thank you so much, Kevin. This was awesome. I can't wait for more, um, more episodes, more conversations, more everything. Really, man. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And yeah. what I would tell everybody out there is, like, guys, listen to what people have to say on here. Yeah. Because I'm sure we all have something to learn. I learned about podcasts today, like literally mm. <laughs> um, you know, everything podcast related. Yeah. Yeah. And. He's also an amazing graphic designer. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, always yeah. referring people to him and telling them it's my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even but, though um, you need to give credit where it's due. So no. if it is good work, then yeah, I would refer people to you. Definitely. So. No, I appreciate it. Uh, Kevin, any more last words for the people? Any last piece of advice you'd like to give people, the listeners right now? 
probably a topic suggestion for next time that um yeah. I would come on again uh-huh. um what you guys would like to hear us discuss and okay. just you know dive into so basically Kevin's asking you guys to get in the comments and let us know what would you like to hear what would you like to hear us talk about and we will definitely dive in even for 2 hours straight <laughs> we'll yeah. get we'll figure out something <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely figure out something yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much bro all right no cool can't wait definitely looking forward to it <laughs> so make sure guys you guys subscribe like do what you get do whatever it is that you gotta do and uh, let's get those numbers up i appreciate you guys for listening right now and to all the new subscribers coming in it's gonna be a hell of a ride but till we see each other yeah. again peace hey, hey. how's it hey uh, type of lifestyle that we living over here is not the same people say they never gonna change but they change times are moving faster ain't no time to switch a lane keep me out of range they say nothing strange Load my ammo in my clip and I go ham.